Good morning, people of the internet. You're listening to Debbie Radio 79.5 FM, a podcast where we discuss the movie gross point blank one minute at a time. I am your co-host, Hugh David. And I'm your other co-host, Dev Sodiger. And on today's show, we are going to be watching Minute 48. And joining us on today's show, as we have all this week, is Leslie Byron Pitt, podcaster and film critic. Welcome back, Hi, Leslie. How are you doing? You all right? That's good to have you back. So... How are we doing? Are you enjoying this so far this week, Les, with us? It's crazy. Like, <laughs> you can just I'm, say no. It's allowed. <laughs> I've never done anything like this before. Like I, I, I've, I've podcast for long time, like, man. A long time now. Yeah, um, I think it's almost like fifteen years, and it's just not something I've done before in terms of the format. So it's there is an intensity about it. But it's also quite interesting in how how to break down filmmaking and mm-hmm. how to look at it's a, a nice different way of looking at filmmaking, um, and it's a lot less broader than I think we're getting from a lot of things at this moment in time. I found in the last the, 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 these last couple of minutes, you know, you're, we're breaking stuff down and adding to a bigger conversation about the film as a whole, which is quite interesting. So. I think the other thing that interests me is that you've done, so you started off doing review podcasts. So, you know, classical, you know, two thumbs up, even Roper style, you know, let's talk about the film and then moved on to open discussion yeah. and refocused around one film at a time in a podcast, yes. you know, and very much. And, and, and then you obviously guested on a bunch of others, but there is usually a single film focus. The idea of breaking that one film then down into these component parts you have to have the right film and it, and every week every time that dev and i do one of these episodes we i realize this is one of those films I, I i didn't think at first this would be that kind of film i knew it was packed i knew it was tightly edited i just didn't think there was something in every minute to bring out a good conversation and there is there absolutely is and so much of that has to do with what you said last episode about oh yeah about craft and armitage because armitage started in the 60s Started working in the sixties and seventies. You know, this guy it was around for New Hollywood. Yeah, you know, so he is classical in the and and yet you know taking the risks and going with the flow. You know, he's that perfect blend of old and new school of that era. And I think when you get to ninety seven, there are other people doing what he's doing. Yes, but not quite, not quite like this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Interesting because you realise that he, you know he he starts his films at the beginning of the seventies, mm. so he's got all of that 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 kind of craft and how those films were made in there. And this is him in the nineties now, and he's making something again. It's a it's a solid movie. And what I tend to do when I'm watching movies is I you know we're all on social media now, so I put what I'm watching down on pretty much every film I watch. And I've never had so many people, well, it's been a long time since so many people turn around and go, this is my favourite film. I love this movie. Oh, wow. I love this. This is great. I haven't seen it in ages. This is amazing, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's a real credit um, because I think he captures something in this movie. And I'm not sure if it's the needle drops. I'm not sure if it's just the simple craft or anything else. like that. I think he captures something that just caught a whole bunch of people on the way. And it is, and I, I, I think it is in 
minutes like this. The minute we're about to do is quite is is interesting because the minute we just did before, um, you're seeing something build and grow and everything else like that. And the minute that we're going to watch now is you see something disrupt that, and that's going to be quite fun to <laughs> kind of look into and have a look at as well. But I think it's, I think it just captures a lot of people. It caught a lot of people at this time. It's it's quite interesting for me. Dev. <laughs> what's your take on this minute so i think we're kind of continuing to build on what we had in the in the, mm-hmm. in the previous minute actually i in my in my mind um amy jumped in a lot earlier in this conversation than i'm finding out she actually did like we get through this whole minute without uh still with with no appearance from from amy mm-hmm. um and it's we really see that kind of um, contrast in Debbie's demeanor come fully into focus at this point, right? Mm-hmm. She is all in. She is, you know, no longer closed off. She's not sitting stiff. She's mm-hmm. leaning forwards. She's engaged. She's she's wanting to unearth. She's wanting to find a reason to redeem Martin, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and she's really reaching for that. And and Martin's back to his, you know, charming high school self. He's he's doing all of the things that you you can see are the things that you know his teachers would have loved as you know when he was in high school the 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 things that you know got him you know the extra time on the assignment that he hadn't finished or whatever. Mm. Um, it's it, yeah, I think this is like th- that really most telling of minutes for for the char- for these two characters. I think this is even more so than the scenes in the in the radio station. This is where. Yeah the the relationship restarts yeah yes although i still feel like he takes the choice to ask her out just at the end of the minute to to the reunion i still feel that like he almost does that as a way of not having to explain any further to her what he's actually been doing because <laughs> he, he she's like you know he's talking about ten bad people not what he's talking she goes you're pathetic what you need is a shock you know the shock raku which is such a brilliant concept a swift kick a swift spiritual kick to the head i that's so hysterically like 90s california new age bs and um i swear to god she's making it up just for the film you know and um but then he's like so how about i pick you up i'm like dude <laughs> Like what? Like that's the point where you say <laughs> what I love about like when she brings that up is you mm. say it's it's such like um like West Coast like nonsense really, mm. but it's the kind of thing that kind of seeps through to a small town. Oh, eventually, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That's the thing that, that I think works really, really well. The amount of times that if you you ever in these kind of reunion moments mm. and you speak to people mm. and you see what they've picked up and everything and I mean, that that's that to me is kind of sometimes a kind of worrying thing about the internet and everything you see how how certain things how certain trends and everything kind of filters down into people and it almost comes quite dangerous this is kind of again it's a quite a throwaway moment mm. but it's still very like it's very very honest that element mm. there's a lot of honesty mm. about that i really enjoy yeah. No. Um, so I did promise yesterday that we'd talk about the music uh, in yeah. this minute, which is a little ironic considering we actually don't really hear any music in this minute. <laughs> <laughs> but 
the hippo club provides this contrast in the music for the film everything else is driven by the radio station it's driven by the all 80s all vinyl uh theming obviously the high school reunion is pumping out maybe slightly more pop 80s music um that you know makes sense if you've got a broad demographic of coming back to a high school but this minute here has contemporary music for the time right mm. notably yes. for me the eels which was mm-hmm. one of my favorite bands when i was in high school and still is because everybody mm. knows that your music chase doesn't change after you leave high school it's just locked there forever yep um and i feel like maybe this is a byproduct of growing up in the uk and the eels not being the most prominent of bands mm. i struggle to imagine hearing the eels in a bar like especially a bar like this right like maybe mm. if it was proper dive bar you know you've kind of got gig concert posters on the walls and stuff like that then maybe you'd you'd hear the eels playing in the background but this is as we said like it's kind of swanky it's got a bit of a 40s vibe going on um it feels like an odd musical choice and obviously you know with joe strummer's involvement i have no doubt that like he would have loved the eels and would be pushing it because he loves it and it's still in a similar vein musically to to what's actually getting pushed for most of the rest of the film yes um but i do wonder though because don't forget we did talk about the fact that he's involved and he's involved in a lot but there's also the musical coordinator we talked about who it turns out worked on so many great 90s films yeah, that so that, that is a fair point. Both. Yeah, well, it may be a bit of both. It may be a bit of both. I mean, I bet he she introduced him to a lot of new stuff as well. But yeah, you know, the joy of the music industry, you know. Yeah, that, that's true. Um, I'm trying to find a name just so we can. Yeah, no, because I, yeah. I, I, I I completely understand. I mean, it's you don't hear you wouldn't hear the eels in a bar like you wouldn't even hear it, uh, the eels in the bar now in, no like, no kind of being even ironic. though they're still going and they're still great and um they're kind of you know, what i like about them never came for the soul that's not really funny oh, i love that song all so these all, all these songs i uh, you know i loved but they turned up for me and the reason why i know of them they turned up in Susan very strange House. things so they, they turn, like um, that's sort of really funny. Turns up as the begin at the beginning is the intro to Monkey Dust, the BBC animated program, and mm-hmm. Nova Came for the Soul was in a few was in loads of loads of lit films, but all of them were quite introspective, and that's mm-hmm. what makes this it's such an interesting needle drop. And I think mm-hmm. going back to how I found this film, uh, a friend of my uh, my best friend for many years hannah brought it to me and i'm not surprised that she loved this movie and one of the reasons why is because the music is so her like so much of it is so her and speaking to every like again like i said earlier like so many people go oh i love this i love the soundtrack i love this movie or everything else like that i think it's just this one thing where it kind of bends round up over the film and it's trying to it's ensnaring the the audience that is that that is playing for as opposed to being in the actual movie it's it's weird both diegetic and non-diegetic at the same time it's really it's really strange um i don't think like again i i think you you're completely right you wouldn't hear the eels in a place like that and i think the reason why is because he's actually turning around and 
trying to coax the audience to feel like the characters do and and make a connection that way it's a really interesting choice to to put in there i mean i love the song but it's an interesting choice to put in there especially i mean lucky day in hell and he is turning around as a assassin one having an existential crisis and going back to his 10 year old um this to a 10 year old relationship that has gone into wayside and he is asking her to go back to a reunion it's a bit on the nose (laughs) (laughs) and i think it it also speaks to the the location as well the more immediate location right because i feel like the hippo club is this kind of like singles bar for like especially once once amy enters right so you've also got like this kind of depressing but maybe with a grain of optimism like almost smiths-esque yeah it's like you know i this could be your lucky day in hell because everybody hates being in this bar but you might get lucky right like you know the smiths there's a club if you'd like to go you can meet someone right like strangely the smiths like i said the the minutes before Mm. is is in the killer literally it's all in the killer all the way through yeah Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah again the irony is kind of not lost here where it it does feel like one of those singles bar Mm. i mean Mm. the only other film i can think of with a bar like this at this moment in time right now would be punch drunk love you're one of you that now there's your favorite <laughs> <laughs> yeah doing a minute on minute on that one would be crazy um but yeah like there is there is the first date in that and it's a very similar lighting very similar kind of really weird hushed it's not like not a dive bar but it's it's also not as cool as this place but also this place is kind of cool for the 90s <laughs> that's that's the thing like I can imagine the hippo club being kind of open now and no one going there now. Yeah, they're still playing. Lucky day. (laughs) (laughs) One day AI will run those DJs. (laughs) (laughs) And on that bombshell, shall we end it for today? Let's do it. Fantastic. So, uh, this is yours, is it not, Derek? It was, yes. Sorry, my Uh, apologies. This was minute 48 of the Gross Point Blank podcast, Debbie Radio 79.5 FM, featuring your hosts, co-writers and co-producers, myself, Dev Sodiger, and my buddy, Hugh David. Today's guest, Leslie Byron Pitt, broadcaster, podcaster, film critic, man about town. Leslie, where can people find you online and what are you up to at the moment? So you can find me um, if you type in Afro Film Viewer, it's most likely to be me. Um, Company trying to uh, go back to blogging and rewriting my um, and rewriting some blogs and doing posts there, um, which is afrofilmviewer.blogspot.com. Um, also at um, Fatal Attractions, um, which is a podcast about erotic fr- uh, erotic thrillers and what we love about them and hate about them. Fantastic. Thank you very much. You can find us folks on all good podcast players, including whichever one you're listening to, as well as YouTube, Twitter, X, Spotify. And in all cases, our handle is at Debbie Radio, D-E-B-I Radio. And on our website as well, D-E-B-I Radio, DebbieRadio.com. And if you want to talk with us, chat about the movie, chat about movies in general, uh, you can find us on our Facebook listeners group, Debbie Radio 79.5 FM Fan Club. Sure was clear that all of this was new Concentrating hard 